0: hi my name is ted welcome to jibe talking we're coming to you from jolly roger sailing club in beautiful toledo ohio today when i came in i saw three manatees at the dock <laughs> i saw a dolphin and no not really um, we're located in toledo ohio right now i'm coming to you it is uh march uh saint patty's Day is next week so it's the 11th today and it's still pretty cold here we had snow yesterday and uh, now it's warming up, but we're all starting to get a little antsy about putting our boats in. And today I have a special guest as usual, they're special. And I'm gonna have her introduce herself.
1: Hi, my name is Leslie Deech. I am a local sailor and I helped Jolly Roger with their sailing program, uh, teaching the youngsters how to sail several years ago.
0: Yes, and she's got an awesome story about how they went to Italy and took the juniors to Italy to do some racing. And I wanted to have her on to talk about that because I thought that just was pretty fascinating to me. Now how long did you actually help with the juniors? I know that's kind of a lot of people spend a couple years and
1: I, I think it was three, or four, three years or four years that we worked together with the with the with the kids. Uh, my husband and I ended up working predominantly with the kids um, from the ages of I think we had an age limit of six all the way up to eighteen. And we were working primarily with Opti kids, getting them on the water, getting them comfortable on the water and building their confidence and their skill set out here on the river with that. Now,
0: you say say a lot of North Cape now, right?
1: Uh, Both of my girls ended up going up to North Cape after they left the Optis. The reason I wanted
0: to mention that is sometimes people think, you know, the clubs don't get along, we do get along very well. So I when people are on here and talk about they'll say, Can I say that? Absolutely. We were talking about Monroe Boat Club earlier today. We were talking, I mean, this end of the lake, the boat clubs are pretty tight knit. And when it comes time to race, we compete, but at the end of the day, we're all looking to do the same thing, promote boating, promote sailing. So how long then you said three or four years. Yep. Okay. And then it was during that time. How, how did this thing with Italy come about? Let's just start there. I mean, it just sounds awful cool to me.
1: Yeah, sure. By the I, way, did you
0: get to go to the Vatican?
1: We did later. Yes. Okay.
0: Because yes. I'm not Catholic, but I got to say, if I ever went to Italy, I would love to go to the Vatican. So even though that's not sailing related people, we're going to ask about that, but go ahead. Yes. How did this, How did this come about?
1: So at the time, we had a volunteer, uh, a woman who had actually coached uh, Opti teams from the West Coast. She had come in, and she was looking to get involved. So she volunteered with our Opti sailors. That is awesome. And it was amazing. Her name uh, was uh, Ms. Beamer. and
0: Is she around this part of the state now, or did she move? Yes.
1: Uh, she has since moved on from working at one place now, I believe that she was moved to working at um, the University of Minnesota, uh, Michigan. Okay. So she's still local. All right. Um, but I've kind of lost touch with her okay. over the last several years. Okay. So she had experience working with kids um, from some of the bigger boat clubs on the coast in California and told us, hey, we should take the kids to Italy. So I said, "Well, that sounds interesting. There's no way that our kids are ready for this, but what? Tell me about this." So there is an opti. Uh, it's called. It's a meeting at Riva Riva del Garda on Lake Garda in Italy, and they do this every Easter. And you don't have to qualify for this race, which was great because I knew that our kids were just going to be strong participants, but yet participants in this in this event, and. Uh, every year they they work to get more and more kids on the water at the same time. Riva del Garda is a very large lake. It's not nearly like a great lake or anything, but there's plenty of room for the, all the kids. Um, the year that we went, they broke the Guinness Book of World Records of having over 1,400 kids on the water at one time racing their sailboats. So it was chaos. <laughs> so the biggest part that um, once we – realized that this could happen. My husband and I talked about it. We offered it up to all of the juniors and said, there are two classes. It's based on your age group. There's the cadetti group, which is the younger group, and the juniors, which is the little bit older group. Um, and you could see kids on the water. You can be in your OPTI with the OPTI class association until you're 15 years old. So with that, we had plenty of kids offered the opportunity, and we ended up three of our juniors here did go to Italy. Now, were they opties? All yes, opties? All, opties. Was all opties. This is an all opti oh, regatta, and it was like I said, it was like chasing cats. It was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. Um, as far as so, they didn't sailing. have all
0: 1100 race at once. Obviously, no, they
1: did. They put every kid on the water every day. The kids were they that practiced. Must have been an exciting start. <laughs> they they ranked them. So they, so they staged it. Everybody st- didn't
0: start at once, though.
1: Um, no, but they had various race courses, and they okay. would th- say they had five race courses, and they would have a hundred kids in a line, and that hundred kids would sail out. That's the kids. Those <coughs> are the kids that would they would race against each other for that. For that particular race, and then as soon as they took off, the next ones would be lining up and getting ready to go. The oh. courses were pretty big. The courses were so far off shore that as adults we could not see. And Lake Garda, you cannot have a powerboat over a certain um, a certain motor size, so we didn't have the opportunity to go out and watch our kids. It was only for the racers.
0: How many chase boats would they have in a situation like Um,
1: that? We teamed up with a group out of the Midwest that uh, had coached with um, Scott Norman was the group that we ended up going with, and he had about 10... To I think he had 15 kids that had been training, most of them, all year long. They do these big regattas like this. So our kids were kind of new. And he knew that we were new and green to this whole world. So they took care, obviously, to get their kids, um, their competitive, their very competitive kids, to the front of these these packs, and but helped our kids get around the course. So for every... I think they had three chase boats for the 15 kids that we had. Now, that was a good split between, say, we had 10 in the juniors and five in the cadetties. So the cadetties had their own own group, their own chase boat. But with each chase boat, there were at least two adults in those chase boats going pretty
0: fast. So how many races a day would they do? And for how many days were you there, I guess?
1: We practiced, we, they, the kids practiced uh, Monday through Thursday, and then it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday that they raced. And one of the reasons that Lake Garda is the chosen lake, and it's known worldwide as being a very quality lake to sail on, is because of the winds pick up throughout the course of the day, and it's consistent wind through the entire day because of the mountains and the, the elevation change because there's a, there's a constant. They call it the oro, O-R-O, wind, that comes through. And uh, with that, there's just such a – they expect a constant all the time. And that constant was there, and it's it's breezy. It's very breezy, and it was probably more than what our kids had practiced in um, for any length of time out here, but they went out and did, you know, they did what they could and all of that. But um, as soon as the the races began on that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was like the wind turned off. So all of this preparation with heavy winds just turned off. And mind you, this was in March. This was Easter of uh, 2018, and it was the end of March, beginning of April, so it's cold. All of these kids are in dry suits. They're layered up. They're in dry suits. The water's splashing over. Uh, they don't speak each other's language, so when they're cruising around the course, they're actually you had we we had to supply our kids with handheld radios, the um, the wa- like walkie-talkie type radios. So that they could communicate if they did have a problem now of course all of the race boats from all over the country or all over the world i should say were always looking out for the other kids these are kids everybody knows they're just kids but um, there were times where my daughters were actually off course and did not have access to their own coaches on the water when i believe it was a danish coach gathered cecilia up for example and took her to her team that was practicing so this was quite an experience for our kids i i do feel that while it was an amazing experience for our kids and we were not last we were not the dead last kids of all of this um, and i'm very proud to say that we went and they had this experience i don't know if they would they 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 would say that they had enough experience to go do it again so
0: Here's a question that begs asking, like, how do you, since you can't really transport your opti, what do you, how do you get a boat?
1: So that's why we went with the group that we did. They had at least 10 or 15 years experience doing this already. And what they do is secure from a boat manufacturing company, they will secure the boat and you charter the boats. So you charter the boat, the, all the rigging is separate, everything is separate, So that was part of the fees to get to Italy was to um, obviously have that. But we did have to bring our own sales. Oh, so interesting. Th- we transported three sales. We p- actually transported more than that. I think we transported five sales in case we had a breakdown um, for our kids because we wanted to give them every opportunity. Uh, but we had to check them on the plane, um, switching planes, getting from – we flew into Milan and getting that to Lake Garda on this bus that we had to rent to get everybody there. So it was quite the experience. And then after the races, we ended up um, checking that and shipping the sales home
0: so that we did didn't stay have to Where did you stay when do. you were actually there at the races? When we
1: were there, we had uh, Airbnbs. Our uh, Two of the kids stayed... Uh, in airbnbs with their families that would be my husband and I and they were uh, small apartments so we could walk back and forth to the lake where we were dropping off the boats and the kids Um, and then one-stayed hotels but it's it's this town is so used to having these kids come in you could leave the kids as, as soon as they got off the water of course they're they're cold, they're hungry. (laughs) It's been a long day of practicing or racing and they're exhausted. So we would bring them back in, get them something to eat, let them rest for a while. And there were always events because this is such a big deal. Um, There were many sponsors, but they would all come in and uh, there would be a little communication back and forth with different teams and different countries and whatnot. Uh, But Overall, it was – they were pretty much on their – like, our team was on our own. And um, they'd rest, and then they would get up at night, and they would go – we would let them go get gelato in the, in the square or whatever. So they had that, that – a little bit of freedom. Now, mind you, that's in 18, so my daughters were um, much, you know, obviously younger. So I think Mallory was 10, and uh, Cecilia was 11. And the youngest one oh, had just turned nine. Uh, you know what? You might need to cut this out. But the oh, the, okay. the youngest, uh, Elise, was, she'd just turned nine right after that. So I think maybe 12 and 13. My daughters were 12 and 13. Okay. So the most amazing part, and I really want to stress this, and I hope this becomes part of it, is the amount of support once... The families decided that this is what they were going to do. The amount of support that came from Jolly Roger, AYC, and ILYA to get these three kids there, knowing, all knowing 100% that these kids were going to do their very best, but also knowing they're not at the top of their fleet. They knew that. And yet, everybody at the club was so supportive. They were attending fundraisers. AYC members from various clubs were coming in to support these kids. Uh, There was a send-off party that happened for these kids. There were people that were giving them like little Catholic charms and whatnot to keep them safe on the water. The amount of support financially and um, just mental, emotional support that these kids had was tremendous. And with that, we, it was my job to get the kids in front of the membership or in front of AYC or in front of ILYA to give them that opportunity. And all three kids had the opportunity and took the opportunity to speak to a room full of adults at least once to give them that kind of experience of being able to communicate who they are, what they're doing, and what they need. And that kind of experience with this kind of an age group is phenomenal. Now, I can say proudly, um, one, of the, one of the sailors that went to Italy has now um, competed uh, at a collegiate level. She's competing. She's still on the sailing team. Um, her freshman year, she's at Michigan Tech, and they competed well. Um, the other one is still in high school, and she has competed very well in the ILYA ranks and um, actually went to nationals last year and she's also Mallory has now committed to a life on life on the water she's doing maritime transportation that's what she'll be going into and the third one the one that was turning nine has just been accepted to um, Notre Dame here in, in school for school for high school that's so awesome. I think the experience of not only preparing them to go but also having that experience whether they whether they look back uh, on it as being uh as prepared as not or not um has really i think given them experience for life to give them you know like to be able to handle the storms that might happen when they're out at sea or to handle the life situations that they might encounter how many countries do you
0: think were there
1: I think there were 15 countries there. Wow. Yeah. So one of the days um, in the evening, and we were prepared for this because of the group that we were with, uh, we brought a lot of, uh, I guess, memorabilia or anything that said the United States on it because they had a big trading thing. All they these kids. They did a lot, I guess,
0: with pins. Yeah,
1: they, they traded for, like, my life jacket has the United States flag on it. You have a different life jacket. They traded that. They traded candies that were only available here versus elsewhere. Uh, my daughter still wears a, uh, a jacket that she traded something for, for, and it's, a, it's from the Italy team. They had T-shirts that they got. So um, it was just a really interesting experience for them all the way around. Very that sounds cool.
0: like really nice.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy time for sure in our lives That just to decide that we're going to go and then go and then realize all of the support. And then the support when we're there, you know, the other families that had been there. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was quite the uh, undertaking, I guess, for so, all of us. Okay, so
0: now, now the sailing is done, mm-hmm. okay, and where else did you get to go?
1: Um, After the sailing was done, both families decided to go on to uh, tour Italy. So we took trains and whatnot, and our family went to Florence first for a couple days. And then we went to Rome for a few more days. And we did go see the Vatican, and we saw the Colosseum. We did some amazing—we did— tours like we sure like the vatican if you're going to go to the vatican i'm just telling you this get a guided tour because they're going to tell you the history they're going to tell you the art that's there i'm not catholic either but i i well, went well, just, well, because I the, just because the of the just because of the experience yes it's phenomenal and then since we were there we um, went to milan for the last several days which was incredible as well so we did uh, several guided tours when we were there. The other family did not do as many guided tours, and they didn't. They did. Uh, they went down the El Malf- the El Maffi Coast. I think that's how you say it. Um, on I'm a not bus tour, because I don't. Want to. <laughs> because that's something that they wanted to do, um, and then we met up again in Rome, celebrated the ninth birthday in Rome, and then uh, we headed to Milan, and they headed home. So we took advantage of the, the time that we were there. So the first week was all sailing, and for us, the second week was more
0: of the tour. What about food? What was some of that interesting food you had?
1: I go right back to where we were in Garda because you're right next to the Alps. So you're so far north that you get a lot of the German and Scandinavian uh, food Switzerland, a lot of Swiss food. We did a lot of smorgasbord type shakari boards. The one night on Wednesday during that week, the Wednesday was the free day, so we ended up going to a mountain called Mount Baldy, and it's all snow-covered peaks. So we went up, took a gondola all the way up to the peak and had dinner up there. Um, the food was phenomenal, you know, the fresh fish. Um, it, it wasn't as pasta-heavy as it, what it was in Rome uh, but Florence is known for beef so of course we had to have beef and you know there's great leather stands and all that in Florence Interesting. and then Rome is more of your sauces and the tomatoes and that kind of thing so we enjoyed that there Milan is the most uh, Western European town I think it because they've the streets are wider and I think a lot of that was because of um, Napoleon made it there, you know, like he was able to make his way all the way there with the French influence there. So the streets are wider, um, a lot more Western stuff going on there than, than there was in Florence and Rome as well. as And Lake Garda, I kind of consider Lake Garda would be like Traverse City for that part of Europe where it's vacation land. Okay. There's hiking, sailing every weekend. There's regattas every weekend because of their known of because of the water. Um But there's now they've got the mountains that are around it. There's hiking, they've built paths through where there's uh, biking. It's it's very becoming more of that eco tourist kind of a town where they're doing. Do they that.
0: sail you round then?
1: I believe they do.
0: Yeah. There's it's no a ice. Lake. It's
1: freshwater lake. It doesn't yep. freeze. Nope.
0: Mm-mm. Okay.
1: No, there's eels in it though. It's weird.
0: Freshwater eels? Mm-hmm. There's eels. Do they shock you, those kind of eels? Mm,
1: I don't think so. I don't, we did a little bit of research, but no, there's, no. I wanted to find out what kind of fish were in there, but no.
0: You probably didn't have time to do anything but sailing anyways.
1: They did sailing. We were, we basically dropped the kids off and Bid them adieu, and then my then the parents were on their own for hours during the day. Obviously, always watching to see if we needed to come get our kids Absolutely. or anything. But, um, but yeah, we were we went got groceries. There were like hikes that my husband and I did, and
0: that just sounds great.
1: It was amazing. There's like little. There was a little yacht club where this is kind of like comes and goes to, but um, there was a little yacht club on the water, and we ate there. Um, but just very, just normal people doing normal things. This is just what they do on the weekend. Sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. Anything else you'd want to add? This was awesome. I mean, I I didn't know anything about this.
1: It was just a very unique experience. And if it wouldn't have been for the support that we had from Jolly, from Jolly Roger, giving it a hundred percent behind these kids, we would have never been able to share that experience. We'd never been able to do that without them.
0: Well, thanks for coming in and, uh. I guess we're done. Thank you. Thanks. That was great. Thanks for the opportunity. That was
1: awesome.